0: Hey, I'm Andy Chanley from 88.5 FM, and I have the honor of a little interview with Grammy Museum Executive Director Bob Santelli, who joins us now. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing well, Andy. How are you? I'm great. Good to meet your acquaintance today. Uh, But first of all, we're going to get to know a little bit about you uh, in a moment, but especially I want to talk about some of the things that are going on at the Grammy Museum. And the big one right now is grammy museum presents dave matthews band inside and out now this is your baby um you're the curator of this exhibit uh tell us what this exhibit is about
1: well the exhibit obviously is about dave right i mean but really it's about the dave matthews band it's about dave matthews culture and it's about dave matthews fandom because There aren't a whole lot of artists that have the kind of intense loyalty that Dave does. And there's a reason for it. And for those who've never been to a Dave Matthews concert, not familiar with his music, the hope is that this exhibit will convince you to at least explore it. Um, We're not there to make fans out of anyone. But the goal is, of course, is to make sure that people are exposed to music that we think is important. And they, they ought to hear them and they can make their own judgment on them.
0: Yeah, Dave Matthews Band. I mean, uh, you had to have been buried under something heavy uh, in the 1990s to not you know he was everywhere. 30 years almost he's been going. And uh, and they, they've never stopped. I mean, they've they've had some tragedy, uh, a little bit of controversy. But I don't think that everybody realizes how civically minded Dave and the band have been all this time. Like, you know, it's it's a cool thing to go around and say, oh, we, we've off- offset our carbon emissions uh, by planting trees somewhere. They've been doing that since the beginning.
1: That's right. That's right. You know, before coming to the Grammys back in 2006, uh, I was the CEO of a, a museum up here in Seattle called Experience Music Project. It was a Paul Allen project. And we were very interested in not only doing exhibits, but also all kinds of special programs. And Paul came up with the idea of doing something with the United Nations. And, um, we, uh, we created a, an idea called Dave Matthews, who of course was going back and forth because of his girlfriend at the time, I guess. And then wife later, who went to the university of Washington, UW as, as they say up here. And, um, Uh, We got Dave Matthews, REM and Pearl Jam to play. And Dave, I I always remember this because the first time I met him, not only the most accommodating guy, but the guy who was absolutely interested in exactly where the money was going to go, what we were going to do, how he could help further. I mean, it was really a joy when, when someone is committed to philanthropy and the environment like he is. Uh, to, to see the genuineness in it. And right from there, I mean, I had seen him, of course, play a number of times, I knew his music. But I didn't know him. And uh, he struck me not only as intelligent, but goofy, too, uh, in a way, but also really, really committed to to uh, what we were doing that night.
0: Yeah, he's always struck me as somebody who doesn't sleepwalk through it. He uh, yeah, really, really is engaged yeah. with what's going on. i yeah. uh, put you on the spot. What's your favorite thing, in the exhibit, uh, the, the entire Dave Matthews exhibit. This is this is your thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's going to be interesting because I'm, I'm a music guy. Right. But I in this exhibit, I fell in love with his posters. I mean, he, he has created and he has, a, you know, designers work on these. But I just grew fascinated with it. I've always been a poster guy, but I never really explored the posters that were basically affiliated with Dave Matthews concerts and tours, and uh, and, and I that, I loved it because you know I go back to the '60s and with the Fillmore posters and and all the Grateful Dead stuff, and they were terrific. I was fascinated on how a, um, a, a an artist can reflect the music and capture the music and give another dimension to it. And I, I that's what I mean. People say, "Oh, it's the guitar or the lyrics." It really was the posters.
0: Yeah, a whole different uh, type of art yeah. involved here. Now, how long does this thing run? I mean, and, and can people just go down and knock on the door? Do they need reservations? What's the, the story? You don't need
1: reservations. Uh, you know, we're open. We The hours fluctuate, and the reason why is because of COVID. You know, we gotta, like everybody else, we're playing it by ear, hoping that we'll go open full-time soon. But uh, that all depends. So you're pretty much guaranteed to come and see that exhibit on the weekends. And that's when I would suggest people come. Uh, You don't need a ticket. There's no special ticket for it because we've always done exhibitions that are embedded into the overall museum experience and and not only that but i also opened up an exhibit that did not premiere at the grammy museum it actually premiered in austin texas but you can also see that while you're there it's a great exhibit on motown which of course motown being a timeless american music and uh, i like to see them both as as if you will um uh, you know not opposites but complements of each other just because of the importance of the music
0: yeah, and everybody knows that Motown began in Austin.
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> we could probably make that way
1: somehow, but I'm not going to try.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's on the way. It's on the <laughs> way. Um, uh, speaking of what, you, something you just said a second ago, this was the uh, exhibit that reopened the Grammy Museum back in, in May. Um, I talked to so many artists about how excruciating it must have been during the pandemic, instead of being out, playing their music for fans, they had to be holed up at home doing, you know, something else. Uh, in, in in a place like the Grammy Museum, you really expect that to be this hall of music. And I, I had to have been like a mausoleum all that time. Uh, tell me how how much fun it was for the, the, the cast there to, to reopen. Well, I can tell
1: you this first. Number one, you say a new exhibit, right? And for the outside world, it is. Fact I did that exhibit well over two years ago. Okay. <laughs> and it was the very first exhibit I've been at in this business for 28 years. I've done over 100 exhibits in my career. I have never done an exhibit remotely when the, when COVID hit and we shut down, I moved up to Seattle. I have a place, uh, uh, up here in, in the Pacific Northwest. And basically I had to do that exhibit remotely hardest thing I ever did, because I couldn't basically meet with Dave, I couldn't go to the warehouse to select, I had to work through all these intermediaries. I mean, I did speak to Dave a number of times. And, you know, we talked and I interviewed him, and and, and got, of course, what I needed. But I have not been, I, I was not able to actually be there doing it, which is very much the way curators do it. And especially, when I'm a real hands on kind of guy. So, it's an old exhibit for me and and but everyone refers it as a new exhibit it's new for a grammy museum members and the general public but for me it's something that i look back and say how the heck did i do it you know it was really that difficult motown i had done prior to that that was up and running like i said it it premiered at the lbj presidential library in, in austin texas but dave no First one, hardest one, and, and and one of the ones that I'm most proud of because we actually, thanks to Dave and his team, my team, we actually got it done and done well, I think.
0: Yeah, real labor of love. Then let me put you on the spot again. If this is an old exhibit, I just whisper it in my ear, uh, what's coming next? What's uh, what the secret things you've got planned for the next uh, exhibition?
1: Well, I think this the the secret is out in terms of the Grammy Museum's next exhibit. That too is a uh, is a uh, an exhibit that will not premiere at the Grammy Museum and there is a reason for it which I'll explain, but on October first, we open an exhibit called Bruce Springsteen Live, and it opens in one of our affiliates. It's called the Grammy Museum Experience. It's located in downtown Newark, New Jersey, just a stone's throw from where I grew up, and it's uh, it's at the uh, Prudential Center, which is where the Grammy Museum Experience is located. I
0: was going to guess Detroit, but you surprised me. Uh-
1: <laughs> so it uh, it is um an exhibit that really explores it i guess the best way to say it is it deconstructs the springsteen concert so that we we break it down into how he goes about preparing for a concert what happens backstage who who handles his guitars how does he create the encore uh, how does he create the set list so it's a real fascinating it's not a story of Bruce Springsteen. It's basically a deconstruction of the concert experience with the premise being that he's one of the greatest performers of all time.
0: Yeah. I mean, he doesn't do a show that's less than three hours long. Exactly. And I would imagine that that is a a social movement just, you know, just to put together one concert.
1: Oh, man. And, and, and uh, you know, we talked to all uh, E Street band members. We talked to John Landau, his manager. We got the scoop on so much. It's been great because I think they saw it as a possibility. Eventually, Springsteen's going to tour again. I mean, he's been itching to do it now for a long time, as has virtually every other artist. Uh, so we, th- I think they saw it as an opportunity, as a bridge between you know pre-COVID and getting to the point where we are actually enjoying live music again and of course Springsteen's fans are a little bit older generally speaking and COVID's a concern so I don't know when that will happen but hopefully you come to this exhibit you'll get a taste of it and you will want it even more I think to actually see him in concert but you're going to learn a whole lot about how this show actually gets put together.
0: And now that people can come out, uh, I would imagine there are other things in the uh, pipeline at the Grammy Museum down the line, perhaps some uh, some performances and interviews and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, we're, we're, you know, we have resuscitated our um, um, interviews, you know, our programs, uh, evening with programs that uh, I think the museum has really become famous for. Um, we, you know, we've done. I think over 1,100 of those now in the 12 years or so. I mean, it's just ridiculous. The war chest of incredible interviews. We probably have... I don't know, I'm going to guess maybe 2,000, 2,500 songs, unplugged songs that occurred on that stage. In the last few years, I didn't do many of them. Uh, but, you know, in the early days when I started the program, I did all of them. So uh, I, I, one of the, I think the third or fourth one that I did actually was with Dave Matthews. And, and I have to say this, this is, this is a true story. So um, when we started the program, We were raw. We didn't really know how this program was going to work or anything like that. And we sold tickets. But when Dave Matthews is announced, the scalpers come out. So, you know, the ticket, I think, was like eight dollars to come and see him, hear him play and, and, and speak about his craft. And we couldn't believe it. But outside. Outside, the scalpers were making a killing on and We're like, what? We're a nonprofit. We're charging $8. You're selling them for 100 bucks. How dare you? So word got back. Word got back to Dave Matthews, right? Got back to Dave Matthews. And he was upset about that, as were we. And we were embarrassed. He did some calculations somehow, figured out how much we should have made if we sold them all scalper tickets and wrote us a check. Wow. That's a good man. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's cool.
0: We're talking to Bob Santelli, Museum Executive Director at the Grammy Museum, uh, and the Grammy Museum presents Dave Matthews' band, Inside and Out, is showing now. Uh, Before we turn you loose, though, I'm I'm curious. um, I wonder how somebody comes to your line of work. Uh, First of all, do you play an instrument? I do. Well, I did. I mean, I was
1: a guitar player. I played in band, rock bands in high school and college, Uh, and realized I ain't going in that direction I'm not that good not that handsome I'm not that cool and I went to music journalism quite honestly and I never regretted it quite honestly because I love music journalism and from music journalism into music museums
0: well and how long have you been uh with the Grammy Museum
1: I started it since the beginning so I'm the founding executive director founding executive director. So I've been, you know, I think, you know, I got down there in the middle of 2006. So we'll do the math, I guess 15 years or so I've been with them um, and, um, and enjoyed every minute of it. You know, it, it's, it, I always equated creating museums to like writing a book, you know, you, you, it's something where you get to be very very creative about it and you you get to uh, you know really pay attention to the responsibility that you have of telling the right story an accurate story and a story that the public can not only appreciate but learn from and and we always went about it my my mantra since i started in this business has always been three guys and and one is to inform you know about the music to interpret because I'm not going to just give you facts. You can go online and get all the facts you want. So we interpret it and put it into proper context. And then I think the most important one is to inspire that you may not know Dave Matthews. You may have heard of Dave Matthews. You come to this exhibit, you look at it, you listen to all the stuff that's connected to it. And the goal would be, wow, I got to go really check this guy out. You know, I got it. And, and that's that now, like I said, you may not become a fan or you might, that's not my, interest. My interest is to provide you the music listener with everything that you need to make a viable decision as to whether or not this music belongs in your life.
0: Wow. I like that. Um, and last question, I wonder, um, and I've, I've been lucky to interview a lot of, uh, of my heroes, uh, you know, talk to, uh, Beatle and talk to uh, Neil Young and Johnny Cash and James Brown and so forth. I still have a white whale. One that I, I, I want uh, more than the rest. I'm a big ELO uh, head and I I, I want uh, to get the uh, reclusive uh, Jeff Lynn. To Jeff Lynn, me. yeah, that's a tough one. Do you uh, you have any white whales that, that you have yet to uh, land at, for the Grammy Museum or, or in your personal life that you'd like to do some sort of event with?
1: Well, I can tell you that, you know, having been a journalist for many years prior to coming on board uh, to, to first the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and then onward. Um, I, no, I don't. Uh, but I can say if you said, would you like to do another one with any of your heroes? And I would say yes. And the one that I enjoyed the most. And yet I was you know, you, you know, you do a lot of these interviews. They're your heroes. There's, there's a tendency to be intimidated by the stature of these guys, especially if you're a fan. And if you're a good interviewer, you kind of put that aside. Well, the one that I really had a hard time with and, and really developed a, a great relationship with for a very short period of time was Bob Marley. Um, in my time as a journalist, I lived, um, gone back and forth uh, at Jamaica from 1978 to 1981 and got a chance to... to do a lot of things with him and so um to, to, to I, you know i miss him i miss his music uh what he could have been not just to music but to the world he is i i've been to africa a number of times and there are places i went in africa where they speak french in, in the place uh called gabon and yet you go into a village and kids know you're from the west and they'll start singing bob Marley songs in english they don't know anything else but they'll do that that's the power of that guy. So I wouldn't mind sitting down with him one more time, but everybody else, I, I kind of checked all the boxes I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I guess that means I must, re- should retire. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, before you do that, uh, when you come down to Southern California again, um, uh, we will meet for a glass of wine down there at the restaurant and then you can give me the, uh, the once around the museum. I'll give, I really- give a tour. Really like the Nickel Tour. Uh, We're talking to Bob Santelli. He's the uh, Grammy Museum Executive Director. Once again, Grammy Museum presents Dave Matthews Band. Inside and Out is showing now. I don't need a reservation. Just go and and knock on the door. Maybe check and see if they're open before you go down. Yeah. Uh, But Bob Santelli, thanks for spending some time with us here at 88.5 FM. I wish you all the success. Thank you,
1: Andy. Look forward to seeing you down in L.A.